Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. As ever, thank you for taking the time to tune in today. Let's start then by reflecting on last week. In terms of tips we read out on the show, we had a 57% success rate. So that's not terrible, but the bomb-proof trebles were agonising. This almost hurts more than the weeks where, you know, which does happen where we get zero out of three and you have to laugh about it and move on. We were so close on so many travels, oh, no. all separate teams as well. Like it felt like it was, it was crazy. Yeah, we'll go through this properly in detail later on in the show. But there's one stage where it looked like both bomb-proof travels and the joint bomb-proof travel was going to come in, but uh, alas, footballing gods conspired against us, and uh, it didn't. But hey ho, we go again. We go again. Absolutely, I was. I was honestly on Skyscanner, ready ready to just jet off to the Bahamas for a month if all three of them came in. But it uh, wasn't to be. So we go again. And FA Cup special this week. Yeah, it doesn't seem like too long ago since we did the last FA Cup special. But um, I do love an FA Cup weekend. So there is no League One and League Two this weekend. Uh, just Premier League Championship and the FA Cup second round. So we'll go through it in that order. Then we'll have a little look at fantasy football. Uh, did you do all right, Tom, last week? No, no. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be having a quick look at fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we'll recap last week's Bomb-Proof Travels as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to get started. Um, so. Kick us off, Tom. Premier League. Um, plenty of talking points in this, um, especially on Sunday. We'll focus on uh, Saturday and there's a Friday night game as well. So we'll start off with those. Do you have anything that you would tip the profit chasers at the moment? Oh, uh, God. Saturday, from a betting perspective. Actually, I think in general, from a betting perspective, the Premier League for me this weekend, isn't the one. We've got Crystal Palace against Burnley. I don't know why, but this game, for me, is priced up really weirdly. You've got Palace at 11-20, to 20, the draw's 11-4, to 4, and Burnley way out at 11-2. to 2. Um, I know Burnley aren't in good form at all, but Palace at literally 1-2. to 2. Who's priced that up? They've not had a win for the last eight games and that that was in the cup against West Brom in the Premier League winless in nine games last win coming on the 15th of September um, at home they've not won all season so to say they're such a short price against Burnley is pretty crazy to me so more than a tip for Burnley here this would be a do not bet on Palace at this price no chance. No, you you must be honestly like medically insane to look at that and go, yeah, Palace. Yeah, at that price, it's madness, absolute madness. You'd expect that if they're playing like an Everton or perhaps like a Bournemouth or you know someone who's kind of in the top ten, but not Palace, yeah. who who haven't won at home, like I said, all season. Crazy, all season. All season. And they've only scored eight goals all season as well. Um, I do have 
a tip for this game. Um, for me, I'm I'm looking at under two point five goals. Um, obviously, Burnley in the last. If you look at the history with Burnley in their last kind of six games, they've conceded a frightening amount of goals. Um, at one stage, they conceded five, followed up by four, followed up by four. So uh, I can hear the profit chasers now telling me that, um, you know, this is not going to be under 2.5. <laughs> but Burnley struggled to at the other end, really. Um, they've only managed three goals, actually, in their last five games, four. Palace, on the other hand, they've only managed three in their last six. So neither of these teams' strengths um, are going forward, I think it's clear to say. I think it's fair to say. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a pig's ear. Under 2.5 is 8 to 11. The bookies clearly agree with me. Uh, but I think that's something that would come in if you really do want to bet on this game for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you have to look of on Saturday? We've got Man City Bournemouth there at 1 to 10. It's obviously a banker, I think. Um, anything else which you like the look of? Um, I think it'll be a tight game between Huddersfield and Brighton. It's a really important game, actually. Um, Brighton in 12th, Huddersfield up to 15th after that surprising win against Wolves. Um, still, again, like Palace, only scored eight goals this season. Uh, Brighton just with the 14. I think this will be tight and cagey. Uh, for me, I think Brighton will go there looking for the draw. And I think they'll have enough to fend off Huddersfield. I don't often do this, and we don't really do it on the show. but. I like the look of draw. Yeah. 19 to 10, it's priced at. Um, yeah. Brighton, three draws this season. Huddersfield, four draws this season. And, you know, they have got a little bit of a, a history of uh, tie-in this season. And, um, yeah, for me, I don't think either... Huddersfield won't have enough to bowl over um, Brighton. And Brighton will shut the door on them. I think. Yeah. 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 I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Apart from that, Saturday and the Friday, Cardiff Wolves. It is it's tough, isn't it? It is very, very tough. Um so I do like the look of the Saturday five thirty kickoff. It's Southampton against Manchester United. Um Man United are priced at five to six here. I'm usually not a fan of tipping United uh, don't usually trust them at all but for me something's got to change at Southampton and it's got to be Mark Hughes that goes out the door it's just not working dual football struggling to score goals not getting the points on the board they're currently joint bottom of the league on eight points just goal difference separates themselves Cardiff and Fulham um, I think before Christmas Mark Hughes is going to end up going, so then the new man's going to come in, have January to kind of get some people in, shape the squad as much as he can in his own image. So I think um, I'm just kind of waiting for the game to come where Southampton get beaten, Mark Hughes gets sacked. If it's not this one against Man United, I fully expect it to be the next one against Tottenham. 
because then after that, you're looking, they've got Arsenal as well. So they've got a really tough run of fixtures. Can't see them getting any points. So, yeah, for me, used to go. Man United to win, five to six. I don't know what you think to that. Yeah, I mean, I hate, you're so right. I hate betting on United. I hate betting on Mourinho. I hate betting on a team whose strike force consists of Alexis Sanchez and Romelu Lukaku. But Southampton, uh, it's worrying times. And when you look at their team, like when you really kind of focus on it, there's some good players in there. There's some good... It's not like you look at Cardiff and you think there's a lack of ability. You look at Southampton, there's no lack of ability there. They've got some good, good players. Uh, but obviously something's not right. And yeah, Mark Hughes is... Mark Hughes has got a big job to save himself from the sack and to save his reputation a bit because he had the QPR blip, uh, restored a bit of faith somewhat at Stoke. Stoke went down. Now he's looking at possible back-to-back relegations that he's been involved in. Yeah, this is a big uh, big period for Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know things aren't all rosy at the moment in the United camp, Last week, Man United were poor. No disrespect to Palace, but those are the kind of games where you kind of need to be getting three points with the minimum fuss, especially when Palace are in such poor form. Because last week, if that was Palace with like a Man City, a Liverpool, a Chelsea, you'd be looking at a defeat for Palace by three or four goals. And that, for me, shows how far behind United are, those those other teams this season. But um, saying that, I do think United should have more than enough to beat this Southampton team. United are miles off, aren't they? Absolutely miles off. Uh, <laughs> their squad needs such an overhaul. It's it's crazy. Uh, manager too, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. yeah, in terms of the game, United to win 5-6. to six, It's hard to look away from that. So let's turn our attentions to a really exciting Sunday. There's three games. All derby games. So you got Chelsea Fulham to kick us off, Arsenal Tottenham and Liverpool Everton. So really, really mouth-watering ties. We'll go through each one. I think they deserve a uh, bit of our time individually. So let's start Chelsea Fulham. Uh, first of all, from a betting perspective, Tom, Chelsea obviously 1-8. to eight. Do you have anything for the profit chasers other than, you know, kind of avoid Chelsea at one to eight? Wow, yeah. Seeing Fulham here, what, 16 to one Fulham. I've got them down as here. Crazy. I know they're even higher with some bookmakers. I don't know if it's just me. It's that kind of price. You know, Ranieri's come in. They got the win last weekend, which, by the way, I told you they'd get the win last weekend after all you're doubting me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ranieri against one of his former clubs as well. Have Fulham got that momentum now to really push themselves up the league? Oh, I see the 17 to 1. I kind of want to put five on it. God, you must be insane. <laughs> Calm down. Calm I kind of do. Buddy. But uh, what, I'd be lo- what I'd be looking at here, if I had to do anything, I'd be looking at both teams to score. It's priced at 9 to 10. Uh, we know Fulham haven't kept a clean sheet in the Premier League this season. It's a terrible defensive record. Uh, but going forward, they do score goals. Uh, Chelsea conceded three last weekend against Spurs. So 
they're not impenetrable at the back. David Luiz in particular is making a lot of mistakes this season. It was David Luiz of old, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. So I do think Fulham are going to get chances. I think they've got enough about them to score past Chelsea. I don't think I don't think they'll win the game in all honesty. It's just the price that kind of suckers me a little bit and the old what a great story kind of side of it it'll be. But um sensible head on, both teams to score, nine to ten. Agreed. Um price is absolutely ludicrous for Chelsea. Um they were diabolical against Spurs. Really bad. Uh be interesting to see how they bounce back. Um I think you can go one further. Uh, on your both teams to score. Um, I've actually got Rodan Chelsea to win and both teams to score. Uh, seven to five for that one. I quite like that. Uh, but yeah, certainly fancy um, Fulham to, to nick a goal after what I've seen from Fulham going forward and for what I've seen from Chelsea going the other way, respectively, last week. Makes sense for Fulham to get a goal. Moving on then. North London derby time. Arsenal-Tottenham. Thoughts? Another great game. <laughs> Another tough one to call, isn't it? Both teams in, you know, generally good form. Five wins in a row for Spurs. Could possibly be six with their midweek game against Inter Milan to come. Uh, they're very impressive, as you just mentioned, last weekend when they beat Chelsea. And they've got Harry Kane, who seems to be the real X-factor in the London derbies. 25 goals in 39 London derby games. Um, He is even any time scorer, if anyone was interested in that price. Oh, God. Um, I'd go for score draw for this one. I think both teams are in good form. Um, If we're looking at the last four head-to-heads between the sides, at the Emirates, three of those four games have finished one all, which does back up the, uh, the score draw tip. So that's three to one. That's what I'd be going for here. Yeah. Uh, you've got the team with the best away record in the Premier League this season, and that's Tottenham. Played a 1-7, uh, only conceded six, especially on the road. Very, very, very impressive. Uh, actually only conceded 11 all season, which is yeah. uh, very, very kind of gone under the radar a bit. Then you've got Arsenal, who haven't lost in the last 17 games. Um, neither of these sides will be happy with a loss, obviously, goes without saying. Um, in terms of Derby pride and also the race for the top four, and in Tottenham's case, maybe a little bit more. Um, I think score, draw is a really good bet. Really good bet. This is going to be fiery. It's going to be explosive. Um, Three of the last six London derbies have been both teams to score. Um, It's largely been at the Emirates where the goals have come as well. And Tottenham this year, away from home, as I mentioned, have have really stepped up and they've had to because of the new stadium kind of awkwardness and playing at Wembley and playing on a you know, surface that's had, you know, £350 NFL players running around on it two <laughs> days before. Um, so, yeah, I think both teams to score draw is a really good bet. Three to one. I, I fancy that. That would be cool. nice. Final game then. Liverpool against Everton. Liverpool 4-11 to favourites. The draw 15-4 to and Everton 
pretty big outsiders here. They're eight to one for the victory. How can you see this one going? Because it's another pretty tough game to call, in my opinion. Yeah, it's another tough game, isn't it? Um, very big game for both sides. Everton crept up to sixth position now. Um, they had a they had a bit of a rocky period, didn't they? Um, for a little while. Uh, but Marco Silva managed to turn that around. He's got uh, Richarlison kind of back amongst the goals. It it does look... Ever, Everton, to me, are kind of where they need to be. Yeah. Everton needs to be looking to win the rest of the league kind of table. They need to be finishing, you know, seventh, sixth, something like that. So they're, they're doing pretty well to turn it around. And obviously Liverpool... Knowing that Man City have got Bournemouth at home, it's a big game. They're already two points behind. Can they afford to go five points behind? Obviously, it's still early days, but you know you don't want that to happen, do you? Um, I personally, from a betting point of view, would be looking at Liverpool to win and under 2.5 goals. Mm. I would be looking at a betting perspective at Liverpool to win and under 3.5 goals. Everton, to their credit, are pretty solid at the back and have been decent in their last couple of games. Uh, Back-to-back clean sheets, uh, especially away at Chelsea, will give them good confidence um, going into this game um, at the back. And yes, we all know Liverpool are great going forward, uh, but I think you know they're going to be playing better sides than their last six games. They've played Watford. Fulham, Red Star, Arsenal, who obviously are a top side, Cardiff and Red Star. So they haven't played anyone since, apart from Arsenal in that cluster of the calibre of Everton. And uh, I think they may find it a little bit difficult, but ultimately win. Liverpool and under 3.5, 13-10 is what I will be going for. That's a good price, to be fair. That is a good price. Um, I actually had written down here, might agree, might disagree. I've got under 2.5 goals, 29 to 20. I think this is going to be a tight game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in it. Liverpool recently haven't been blowing teams away like they were earlier in the season. And they've got a taxing midweek trip away to PSG to factor in as well. I just think Marco Silva is going to go to Anfield, set up his team to kind of counter Liverpool's strengths first. I don't think they're going to go there, play an attacking brand of football. They'll aim to counter Liverpool's strengths, perhaps look to get goals through set pieces or counter-attacks. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in this for me. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up a one-all draw, something like that. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, can't see lots of goals here. No, I, I can't see lots of goals. I do fancy Liverpool to win. I think, ultimately... They will have enough, but I also think this will be relatively, it will be pretty tight. This will probably be the lowest scoring of the three games on the Sunday, but it'll be really intriguing nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. There's a good couple of prices there for the profit chasers. Quick aside from all that, if you fancy a Super Sunday Super Treble, and by a Super Treble, I mean, all of the away sides winning. So you've got Fulham at 16 to 1, Tottenham at 17 to 10, Everton at 8 to 1. If you put £10 on all that, what do you reckon it returns, Tom? You don't win anything. 
<laughs> because it doesn't win. <laughs> because it doesn't win. Yeah. Come on, theoretically. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I reckon it returns off a tenner. Yeah. About seven hundred. No. Four thousand one hundred and thirty-one. Insane, insane, crazy. Got absolutely no chance either. Not even worth a quid. Potential four hundred returns. Yeah, worth a quid. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> whatever you put on, kiss goodbye to it because it won't <laughs> come in. Anyway, let's let's leave ludicrous Super Sunday suicide trebles behind us. Let's move on <laughs> to the Sky Bet Championship. Um, I'll kick us off with some sanity. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start off with a team that I tipped last week, very close to our hearts, and it's Nottingham Forest. Forest are Forest. They're, they're the real deal. They're the real deal. Can I just stop? Can I just stop you for a second there? That how surreal it's, uh, it is for you to move on from my suicide Super Sunday treble. You talk about bringing us back down to earth and bringing a bit more sanity back to the show. And then you speak about Forrest as a banker. It's I love it. It's crazy, isn't it? How times have changed. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It doesn't feel right. It no. doesn't feel right. No. But... It's happening. It's happening. I'm tipping us again for the second week in a row. Yeah. Um, Forrest currently sat in seventh. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, they are uh, going to go away um, at Villa on Wednesday. Um, so, obviously, tough game there. We'll see. Unless they lose 8-0, it shouldn't affect Saturday. Um, they've got a home game against Ipswich. Ipswich also playing on Wednesday, home to Bristol City. Um, but regardless of how those two games go, I think Forrest should have enough about them. It is reflected in the odds. They are priced at 8-13. to 13. So that's about as short as I've seen Forrest this season. Yeah. Um, and they are typically better away from home. But um, I can't... I can't predict anything else surely no. can't predict anything else other than a home win f paul lambert and the paul lambert effect because they're coming up against the great wall of china here aren't they four clean sheets <laughs> in the last five for forest including the last three in a row um and things are clicking very nicely into place which is, which is great to see uh, like you say we've got the midweek game against villa coming up but as long as we don't get battered can't see it destroying too much um, confidence and momentum that we've built so far. I don't, Yeah, well, I don't even fear them, no. to be honest. I, I'm not even scared. I mean, we, you could release this. I mean, this podcast will probably be out maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I, we could have been beaten 8-0 by then, and I'll look like an idiot. But as it stands, nah. I'm not scared of them. That way, no. So, yeah, know. home game against it, switch 8-13. Not the best price you're ever going to see, but I think you'll uh, you'll get a winner. Yeah. So next one for me then comes on Monday night. Uh, championship game on Monday. Yeah, we've got West Brom against Brentford. And I like the look of the baggies at 19 to 20 here. Um, since Dean Smith left Brentford for Villa, they've really struggled. I suppose, to be fair, they were struggling before that happened. Losing Smith has just seemed to compound the issues that they had. 
They've got one win and six losses in their last seven games. And then if you want to make it look even worse with the stats, you can say they've got one win in 14 games across all competitions. If you really want to go back that far. So really, really poor form for Brentford at the moment after a really strong start. But West Brom seems to be back on track after a little wobble that they had. Uh, they've won the last couple of games. There is one point of concern for West Brom, which is that they've not kept a clean sheet in their last 10 games. However, with the strike force they've got, you know, Harvey Barnes on fire, Jay Rodriguez, Dwight Gale, um, you know, they've got more than enough talent there going forward to counterbalance any defensive weaknesses that they have. So at home, West Brom to win against a struggling Brentford side, 19 to 20, looks a surefire banker to me. Yeah, absolutely. You got to look at that and uh, look for the home side, as you mentioned, shocking at the back. Yeah. But I feel like Darren Moore, he, he doesn't really care uh, because of how good they are going forward. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to bite them in the bum a couple of times this year. They're going to lose some games. But uh, with that kind of Premier League level strike force, it's, mm. it's, hard, to, it's hard to look at anywhere else yeah. other than a West Brom win. Yeah. So another tip for me for the championship. Do you know what? I look at this table. I see QPR in eight, and I think, bloody hell, how they got up there? But uh, it pays to be consistent in this division. It's a division where lots of teams struggle to go on runs, uh, and QPR very recently have lost just one out of their last nine games, uh, winning five of those. So it's really propelled them up the league. Uh, they've won their last three home games in a row. They host a whole side this weekend. QPR priced up. Four to five. Um, I think that's a very good price, really, considering how good form UPR have been on recently. Like I mentioned, they're scoring plenty of goals. And looking at Hull, you know, I don't like to be so dis- dismissive of a team, but they're crap. The poor travellers, low on goals. There's, honestly, I look at them, there's, there's literally next to nothing about them which gives me any confidence to think that they get get anything from any game to be honest I know they've just drawn in midweek at home to Norwich which is a good result but again they didn't score a goal in that and that's kind of been the theme for Hull for the majority of this season uh, they might grind out a nil-nil against a team that's near the top of the league they might sneak a one-nil win from time to time but they just do not score enough goals for me QPR are in very good scoring form uh, and I don't think Hull are going to go there and get anything from the match. No, no, they're not. Um, I think the fans are losing patience with Hull as well. Um, I was looking at the attendance for uh, Saturday's game. So they had a home game against Forest. 13,000 were there, 2,500 of which were Forest fans. So you're looking at 10,500. Hall fans, and you probably turned up to see Forest. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> what I mean. You know what I mean. It's we're we're used to you know Hall in the Premier League. Uh, you know that I think the stadium, the stadium's got a capacity of about twenty five thousand, and we've seen them yeah. come close to filling that, if not filling it in the Premier League. And I think the fans are starting to lose faith, and when the fans lose faith. 
it really does speak volumes, doesn't it? And uh, yeah, at the start of the season, if you said to me, QPR Hull, you're going to jump all over QPR by December. No. I think you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> I had no Where faith in QPR and McLaren and their players. None at all, but wow, what a season they are having right now. Eighth in the league, two point, uh, three points off the playoffs. Wow. The thing is, like you look at Forest in seventh, QPR in eighth. Forest have lost two games this season. Um, QPR have lost seven, but they're only two points ahead in the league. It just, it, it, you know, it shows, doesn't it? Even if you lose a lot of games, if you don't draw and you win your other games, it doesn't matter about being unbeaten. Yeah, there's a stigma in there about being unbeaten. You know, a lot of people kind of have their yeah. mind, and I get where they're coming from. Of course, the mindset of you know, a you know, two draws feels like it's better than a win and a loss. But obviously, point wise, it's not. And that loss may hurt. It's it's a weird thing, isn't it? The draws, if they're good draws, they feel like great points. But ultimately, it's wins that get you promoted. I, I mean, you know, profit chasers. Profit chasers are probably screaming at us right now. It's about the most obvious thing we've ever said. But you know, you know what we mean. It is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, QPR doing fantastic. Apologies to any QPR fans that I offended at the start of the season. Um, I completely um, reverse my thoughts on you, and I'm very impressed by you so far. Any more champ for you, mate? Or not? No, not for myself. I don't know if you have anything that I've missed that you want to read out. No, no. What we've covered is the best, best of the bunch for me. Happy to move on. Great. Okay, so as Tom mentioned, no FA Cup. Uh, sorry, no FA Cup. No League One and no League Two. So we are now on to the FA Cup second round, which can be either very profitable or full of banana skins. So we'll do our best to try to find you the best of the bunch. Tom, you can kick us off. What do you have for us? Let's try and focus on the Friday and the Saturday games first. Then we'll move on to Sunday. Okay. Yeah, sure. So one of the Saturday games I really like the look of is Sunderland away at Walsall. Uh, Sunderland are still on their long unbeaten streak. 14 games unbeaten now at Sunderland since they last lost to Burton on the 15th of September. They've just played Walsall, actually, last Saturday in the league. They drew 2-2. However, Sunderland went down to 10 men in the first half. Walsall went 2-0 up, and then with 10 men, they fought back and drew the game to all. So I think that result is going to give Sunderland real, real confidence. If they can go, they can play Walsall away with 10 men, come back from two goals down, they can go to Walsall again, hopefully keep 11 men on the pitch, and definitely get the win and the ticket into the next round of the FA Cup. It's worth pointing out in general, Usually, we say with the FA Cup, look at the squads, look at the team sheets before you put your bets on if you can. I think it, it does still apply to an extent, but now we're in the second round. These smaller clubs have the opportunity to get into the third round 
when the big boys come in. So I think you'll see a lot of clubs this round playing pretty much full strength teams. Yeah, they sniff they sniff the gold, don't they? Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. The first round to a lot of teams can feel like an inconvenience, really. Um, but you're right. As soon as it gets to the second round, you're one game away from Man United away, basically. That's how it works, right? So, you know, one game away from playing at Wembley and drawing Spurs or bringing Man City to Solihull Moors or what, whatever. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, agree with your tip. I think Sunderland are um, a, not not a banker, but very, very, very strong tip, shall we say. Let's talk about a very interesting game. Uh, this is the late kickoff. This is an eight o'clock kickoff. So I'm kind of skipping skipping a bit, but I just I wanted to mention it straight away. It's a very interesting That's late. Sorry? That's late. That's pretty late. Yeah, eight it's o'clock. Saturday. I know, eight o'clock Saturday. Very weird. But um yeah, it is what it is. It's a Welsh derby. It's Wrexham and Newport. So this is a really interesting fixture. Um, National League, you've got Wrexham in third as it stands. Um, obviously, remember in the National League, only the top team gets promoted automatically. So they're four points off automatic promotion and they are in the thick of the playoffs right now. Um, they are at home to Newport. Newport, the league above, League Two, uh, fourth in League Two. So remember again. They the top three get promoted from League Two, so they're level with the final automatic spot, um, just behind by fifteen goals on goal difference. Wow, that's quite a lot. Anyway, I I don't really know which way the result's going to go. Wrexham have only lost one game at home all season. Um, it was actually their last home game, which was against top of the league Leighton Orient. Before then, they had been completely unbeaten at home. Um, so I always look at kind of the home side in an FA Cup, see what their home record's like. I think the safe way to go is four to five, both teams to score. I think when you look at the league tables, uh, you've got Wrexham who have scored 28 goals in 22 games, which is you know decent. Uh, Newport have bagged 31 in 20. So I think it promises to be goals. It's going to be exciting. Four to five, I think. Both teams to score is a safe bet there. I look at the top of the National League. You see Leighton Orient at the top. Great to see them doing well again. Uh, Wrexham, third. Great to see them doing well again. They've got Salford in second. You know, that whole project is really exciting as well. So good to see them doing well. So Potentially, this season, you could get a couple of really exciting teams coming back up from the National League. Yeah, for sure. The whole kind of Salford thing is obviously, it has highlighted the interest in the National League. I know personally, I'm not afraid to say that I'm taking more notice of the National League because of Salford. Um, yeah. I'm not keeping a load of tabs on it, but... I may watch a YouTube clip, you know, 10-minute summary of what happened in the National League just to watch some goals go in. Um, And that's because of Salford. So, uh, yeah, it's good for the league for sure. I don't actually... I know you wanted to focus on the Saturday first. I've not got 
anything else really that I like the look of on Saturday. I've got much more for Sunday. Uh, do you have anything else for Saturday? Not massively. Um, you don't like the look of Lincoln? Uh, yeah, Carlisle on a bad side. No, they're not. Lincoln have been a bit iffy recently. Yeah, they? they have. Um, year before last, obviously, Lincoln had that great run in the FA Cup. Yeah, I, I kind of like getting sucked into the whole, the whole tradition, the whole tradition, the whole kind of story with the FA Cup. Uh, eight to thirteen at home to a Carlisle side. That yeah, you're right. They're not bad, but they're not great, are they? Um, they're in eleventh. Lincoln are in second. If this was a league game, I'd be fancying Lincoln. So I don't see why not. Again, uh, they're eight to thirteen. Much better at Sinsel Bank than they are away. Um, so yeah, for the Imps, I think they'll get the victory. So looking at the Sunday games, then I'm going to continue my love-hate affair of recent weeks with Grimsby. Um, so this week, they're away at Chesterfield and they're priced really nicely. It's 15-8 to 8 for Grimsby to get the win. And bear in mind, they're scoring lots of goals right now. They've just beaten Tranmere 5-2 on Tuesday night. Prior to that, they drew away at Northampton 2-2 and then uh, beat Crawley 1-0 at home. So They've got three wins in their last five games, so they're, they're starting to pick up now despite their lowly league position. If we look at Chesterfield, there's some major kind of like mafia stuff going off here. They've had one win in 19 games across all competitions. They had eight draws in a row in the league. Eight draws in a row. That is the match-fixing investigation <laughs> level. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. They're, they're on a run now, eight draws in a row. I don't know if they've played on Tuesday night or Wednesday night and that run has been broken. Let me just check. I'll be disappointed if it has. <laughs> just got to check this live on it. Sorry, Prof. For purity. It was a draw. They drew one all again. Is that nine? Against Bromley. They scored. Oh, this, this is match fixing, sports fans. They were losing 1 0. Zavon Hines scored a 90th minute penalty to make it 1-0 and get the ninth draw in a row. <laughs> I, 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 I smell something a little funny. You could look at this from the perspective that they're not losing matches, but they're not winning them either. Uh, Grimsby scoring lots of goals. Chesterfield conceding goals as well. Eight out of the last nine Chesterfield games have been both teams to score. I think Grimsby are going to have a little bit too much for them. Um, both teams to score if you wanted to be a bit safer, 8 to 11. I definitely, definitely think that one's going to come in. But for me, I also think Grimsby will win this game. Wow. It'll probably be a draw, won't it? I don't know why I'm even doing this. Mate, It'll probably Grim be a draw. <laughs> It'll probably be a one all. Honestly, chuck your money on one all because the Chesterfield Mafia have got yeah. their fingers. Fully in, fully in that team, haven't they? Um, yeah, very, yeah. very bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen a team draw nine games in a row. Has that even happened before? Crazy, oh, very, very Crazy. weird. Um, yeah, you and Grimsby, though. I, honestly, if we've got any got any Grimsby fans that listen to the show, oh my god, they must absolutely hate you. You're in bed with them one minute. Then you're running off with a neighbour the next. 
back into bed with Grimsby this week. Oh my god! Oh, they keep taking me back. They must absolutely despise you. But uh, yeah, in terms of the game, I mean, I, I disagree to a certain extent. I, Grimsby give me no confidence, especially away from home, personally. Uh, but that's just me. Um, I'm going to look at a, a, round, a fixture which guarantees a non-league team in the third round. We've got Barnet, who are National League, at home to Stockport, who are National League North. Um, so, league above, uh, you've got Barnet, who are currently 12th in the National League, against Stockport, who are currently 11th in the National League North. Really not sure, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not sure in terms of the quality difference between uh, those two leagues. All I know is that Stockport have been banging them in, especially on the road. Uh, They have actually uh, won three of the last four away games. Um, All of those games, apart from one, they've scored more than two in. So... They definitely know where the back of the net is. They also love to concede as well, especially away from home. You know, a lot of their wins have been 3-1, 3-2, 2-1. Barnet also, no clean sheet for Barnet. Actually, only one clean sheet in their last seven games. So I'm looking at the fact that both teams are going to see this as a great opportunity to get, as I mentioned, you know, chance of Man United away, yeah. chance of, you know, Man City at home, whatever they want. Uh, and I think they're both going to go for the throats. Both teams to score is four to five. And I quite like that, particularly as Stockport, as I mentioned, in their respective league have been uh, firing away. Yeah, that's a good price, that is. I like your, uh, like your stats, like your reasoning. Yeah, good price for me. So I'm going to continue the both teams to score theme. That's in another two o'clock Sunday match. It's Barry against Luton. Got two teams here. One league one, one league two. Cannot stop scoring goals. So in the last few Barry matches, check these figures out. They scored four against Cheltenham. They scored four against Stevenage. Three against Fleetwood. Five against Dover. Four against Macclesfield, right? Luton, in their last few matches, scored four against Bradford, three against Gillingham, five against Plymouth, two against Wickham. So, you know, they're recently scoring plenty of goals as well. Goals galore. Surely this must end up both teams to score, right? Right? Yeah, it must do. If you're in Bury, get yourself a season ticket. Come on. (laughs) Or Luton. (laughs) Or Luton. Or Luton. If you're unfortunate enough to live in Luton and get yourself a season ticket, it might <laughs> might lift some of the gloom. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, definitely uh, two teams not shy yeah. of finding the back of the net. Didn't quite realise the extent of it. So thank you yeah. for pointing that out with your extensive research. Um, but yeah, both teams to score definitely um, looks uh, certainly possible there. Yeah, so um, the price. The price for that one, quick, just quickly, um, the price is thirteen to twenty. So it's not the considering how many goals the team score, it's not the worst price I've ever seen, to be honest. Or if you did want to take it a little bit extra, 
over 2.5 goals is 20 to 23. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's fair to say, Barry, um, with Danny Mayer and players like that, uh, Nicky Maynard, who I thought had retired, to be honest, uh, banging them in uh, for them. And then Luton, they got Ollie Lee and uh, George Grant on loan from Forest, that obviously we know a lot about. Uh, is a really good player at that level. And yeah, both definitely not shy of finding the back of the net, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to look at an all League One fixture. If this was in the league, there was there'd be only one team that I would be all over. Um, it's Rochdale at home to 2008 FA Cup winners Portsmouth uh, with their ex-manager currently in the jungle in Wichity Grubs. So we've got Pompey priced at 21 to 20. Uh, Portsmouth in League One, they are top of the table. Four points clear of Sunderland in second. Six clear of Luton with a game in hand. So they're in a great position. Only lost one game all season. Rochdale, they're doing okay, you know, for the size of their club and their aspirations. They're in 17th, as long as they're not, you know, below those those dotted lines at the end of the season, I think they'll be relatively pleased. Um, they are capable of the odd result, that is fair to say. In the last home game, they did beat um, Accrington Stanley, 1-0 at home. Obviously, Accrington up there-ish, they're in 11th. Um, but, you know, if this was in the league, I'd be all over Portsmouth. I don't see why it would be any different, especially in round two, as you mentioned, Tom, um, you know, with that opportunity of a big gun. I think Portsmouth 21 to 20 is a, is a sparkling price. Yep, I agree. That definitely should come in. I had that one written down myself. Portsmouth, best away record in the league. Beaten away in all competitions, all season. There we go. Put some gloss on my tip. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, that's it for me. You're not the, the biggest fan of FA Cup weekends at this stage, I know it's fair to say, but we've got a lot out of that. Yeah, it's, it's not that I don't like the FA Cup. I love the FA Cup. I love the tradition. There's nothing like it in you know English football, at least world football, arguably. Uh, betting perspective, every now and then I feel like it, it's like pulling teeth. But this week... I feel like I agree. We got a lot out of that and, you know, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, me too. So that's all the tips done for this week then. Let's have a look at last week's agonisingly close bomb-proof trebles. So at one stage, mine looked like it really was going to happen. I was just waiting for a Barnsley goal, but ultimately uh, other things fell apart as well. Um, I had Charlton to beat Bristol Rovers at home and they did 3-1. He had Barnsley to win at home to Doncaster, but they could only draw one all. And MK Dons fell away at Stevenage 3-2. Yeah, that was disappointing, wasn't it? It was disappointing. At the stage where we just needed Barnsley to win your treble and to, uh, at the time, also win the joint bomb-proof treble. I was just sitting watching the telly, like, <laughs> fingers crossed, but unfortunately it didn't happen, um, which is a shame. It is, it is, but, uh, you know, moving on to this week, let's review your bomb-proof travel, Tom, which was slightly closer, but ultimately the same result. 
Yeah, so I had Portsmouth to win away at Scunthorpe, and they did so 2-1. Ah, yes. He had Fulham to beat Southampton. I said it wouldn't happen. It did. Tinkerman, three. Southampton, two. I feel like I got a victory just for that. Moral victory there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. move on. What else did you have? But finally, I had Northampton to beat Grimsby and they ended up drawing two all. That was the kick in the teeth because Northampton took a 2-1 lead about 15 minutes from the end. So we thought, yep, it's winning. This is it. And then Grimsby went and conceded with about eight minutes to go. So that was a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. And then for the joint treble, uh, we took one from mine, which was Barnsley. So obviously that drew one all. Um, then Tom had Northampton, who drew 2-2, and Portsmouth, who were the only team at the joint treble to come out of that with their reputation intact with me and Tom. Especially after we bigged up Northampton. Well, I bigged up Northampton you, so much you, on the podcast. You bigged them up. Don't drag me into this. Yeah. You bigged them up. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, let's move on then to fantasy football. No, hey, this week's bomb-proof trebles. What's going on? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey. Let's look at this week's bomb-proof trebles. Jeez. Um, nearly, it's missed late. Out, <laughs> nearly missed out the key part of the show, Profit Chasers. Sorry about that. Okay, I'll go first this time. You, I feel like you've gone first for the last about three weeks in a row. No, I um, absolutely have not, Tom Pipkin. I feel like you have. I feel like you keep bringing out a different reason for you to go first. <laughs> no, so I, I'm gonna go I absolutely first. don't. I absolutely don't. <laughs> anyway, go on then, you go first. You go first. Okay. Take all the good teams. We're going to go. Right. Let me get it up. We're going to go for Forest at 8 to 13 at home to Ipswich. We're also going to go for Sunderland away at Walsall, 21 to 20. And I'm saving this one for the Sunday. I think for the Sunday. Yeah. I'm saving this one for the Sunday. Chesterfield, Grimsby, both teams to score, priced at 8 to 11. That all pays. 4.7 to 1. So fingers crossed for that one to come in and fingers crossed the Chesterfield Mafia don't get their greasy hands all over it. (laughs) The Chesterfield Mafia. Joe, what? You didn't actually take a single one of my teams. That's the first thing I'll say, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, Second of all, I think Sunderland's, Sunderland's the big one, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think Sunderland is, you know, the 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 one that you would look at out of the three and think, you know, that one is slightly in the in the air. But as you mentioned, they've been to Warsaw, they've done it before already this season, so no reason why they can't um, why that can't happen again. So yeah, yeah. Well, if if the one that's in the air is a team that's unbeaten in about 14 games then that's fine with me yeah you're not doing bad are you you're not in a bad spot it's fair to say um okay so as i mentioned you didn't take a single one of mine which is fantastic so i have one game in the championship that i'm gonna tip and that is qpr uh yes profit chasers qpr can't believe it myself uh four to five (laughs) home to whole city uh, and then I'm going to drop into the FA Cup 
and I'm going to tip two games in the FA Cup. So one of which is on Saturday, which is the Wrexham Northampton, Wrexham Newport Welsh Derby. I'm going to go for both teams to score at four to five in that one. And then I'm going to go for save it for the Sunday again. And I'm going to go for Portsmouth, which I'm very surprised you didn't take. Uh, 21 to 20 away at Rochdale. Um, my stake that I'll be placing will be £10, and that will return you 66.42. It's 5.64 to 1. Nice. No, so yeah, I do like that treble, to be honest. The only one for me that's up in the air there is the uh, Wrexham Newport game, because to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about Wrexham. As you read out in your research, they've both been scoring lots of goals, so no reason why that, that shouldn't. Well, yeah, we do our research so the profit chasers don't have to. Um, let's look at a join then. So I'd like to put forward Forrest. I'm sure you'll agree. I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think it would be a shame on FA Cup weekend if we didn't have an FA Cup team. So I'd like to put Portsmouth in there for me. Okay. And then shall we go with... Chesterfield, Grimsby, both teams to score. That would all QPR. That all QPR. One of the two. QPR. I'm happy with QPR. I, I'd I'd feel more comfortable, in all honesty, going for QPR. Okay, we'll go with QPR then. So, right. Forest to win yes. against Ipswich, QPR to win against Hull, and Portsmouth to win against Rochdale. So that returns. Well, it's pretty much five to one. Essentially, bang on five to one. Beautiful, beautiful. It's I love the joint treble. It's like all of our arguments kind of, you know, coming together in in matrimony. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And thank you for being so flexible and letting us put QPR in there. You know, not a problem. That's what it's all about in this relationship. We give, we take. You know, we. I'm willing to listen and go with you. I trust in my partner here. That, that's that's very soft and very comforting. Um, so let's move on from uh, the late night smooch that we've kind of started to, started to accidentally record. Um, let's get back <laughs> and have a look at fantasy football. Oh, man, I whatever I do is not good enough. I, I honestly, I've thrown in the towel. Invite no, you can't. Jesus, Jesus wept. Go on, no, sorry, carry on. Oh, inviting like over nearly a hundred people in the league. We got ninety-seven people. Is fantastic for exposure for the podcast. You know, fun competition. But I, I go down every week, and honestly, it's detrimental to my confidence. I'm down to sixty-fifth now. And I just, no matter what I do, I've tried everything and I just can't compete with the profit chasers. They're wiping the floor with me. You're going to be dropping out of the football league soon if you're not careful. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I, I might not be able to play next year. That's the rule. If you finish in the bottom <laughs> 10 or so, you can't play next year. Sorry, you got relegated. <laughs> How did you do anyway? Um, I went up, but 
marginally up. I think I've got green arrows, which is always a good sign. I'm in 27th, so nothing to write home about. But <laughs> what really caught my attention is um, we have a new person in second place. It's Boo Gilbraith with his team Klepto and Son. Now, I noticed this last week. Boo has only just joined the league. As of this is his first week in the league. Um, so he's gone right in there. At number two, try to steal that twenty twenty pound free bet off uh, Chris Hindle. So Chris is still at the top. His league, his lead has now been cut to just eleven points. And uh, then we've got Charlie Donnelly, uh, Andy Duna, a couple of usual suspects there at the top, followed by Sam Barnard, Jack Fahahahati. It's becoming like the Premier League kind of top six, isn't it? It's yeah, the same bloody names up there. It's driving me insane because I'm not one of them. So, Boo, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here, mate, because, yeah, you're kind of, you know, giving everyone hope. You are like Leicester. You're like, like a Leicester. Yeah, exactly. He's the Leicester. He's breaking up the monopoly, and I love it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, welcome, Boo. And um, as Tom was mentioning, he's joined first week, gone in at his rightful position. Uh, you can do that. Uh, you can join whenever you like in the uh, fancy football. Uh, the league code uh, will be accessible by social media if you want to ask us for that. And the show notes. Sorry, I'm doing half a job. Yeah, so that's that. We're having a shocker. Uh, everyone else is doing well. Yeah. Let's, Tell them how they can contact Yeah, let's, let's forget about fancy football. Okay, if you want to keep in touch with me and Tom after the show, that would be absolutely great. Uh, of course, we're on social media. Twitter is the best platform to uh, communicate with us on at T underscore FB podcast. Uh, so you can join in the fun there. We're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And also we are on email, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Peter, get in touch, guys, if you enjoyed the show. And if you do have any extra time, we'd really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes, give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed what we've uh, given you for your hour or so of entertainment each week. We'd really appreciate that. That would help us move up the rankings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would take probably 20 seconds of your time and you would make us really happy, really happy. So. Yeah, please, please, please review. Um, it keeps us going and it supports us better than anything else that you guys could do, to be honest. So please take the time to do that. Absolutely. Thanks for that heartfelt plea, Tom. We should end it on that. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to get a little bit teary one night in the passion <laughs> and emotion. Thank you guys for listening and good luck with the bets this weekend. Yeah, be lucky this weekend, guys. Thanks for listening as ever. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.